Radio Influence, podcasting redefined. Hello, everyone. This is Tracy, your host of the Uncorked podcast, and I'm really excited to be back again for my second episode. I wanted to chat a little bit today about starting a brand or starting a concept. So, for example, you have this idea and you're not really sure where to get started. A lot of people have asked me that question. I was actually at an influencer event last night and I was chatting with another influencer slash blogger here in the St. Petersburg area. She recently started her Instagram account and last night was the first time she actually received an invite to a media event. So we sat down and chatted and she said, I want to pick your brain. Like, how did you get started? What led you to create this account and how did you build your following so quickly? It was really a good question that she asked me, and it's something that I hear a lot of, and people are always reaching out to me and asking me those same questions. So let's go back to the summer of 2017. I had already been a well-known blogger in Tampa Bay, and I decided to narrow things down and really put my focus on food. So the first thing I did was I sat down and I thought, who is my audience? What am I trying to do? How can I bring this idea that I have in my head to life? So I kind of did things the old fashioned way. I sat down with a pen and paper. And the first thing I had to do was come up with my name. Your name is your identity. Whatever your brand is, the name needs to be catchy. It needs to be funny. It needs to be, well, not necessarily funny, funny if you're trying to, you know, work that angle with whatever your brand is. It needs to be an attention getter. So as I sat down thinking, Thinking about different types of food, I probably wrote down 30 different things and suddenly forking around town came to mind. I laughed. I ran it past a few of my friends. Everyone agreed. They said that is the perfect name for you. It's obviously a play on words and I can actually use it to my benefit in so many different situations, whether it's writing a funny Instagram caption or tagging another brand in a post, but it's really worked well for me. So once I had my name, I had to really sit and think, what do I want my logo to look like? I reached out to a few people. I'm very blessed because I'm surrounded by so many creatives here in Tampa Bay, it wasn't hard for me to find someone who could help bring my vision to life. So I worked with a friend of mine who I've known for quite some time. I messaged her a couple of my ideas and she immediately came back with what is now my logo. It is a fork in the center of the skyline of Tampa with my name underneath it, forking around town. I fell in love with the logo and I immediately was, you know, put it out there on Instagram and I started to really focus on utilizing my brand to get to know people in my area. I reached out to several restaurants. I started going to events that I was already invited to as a personal lifestyle blogger. And I really focused in on food. Before I knew it, I was getting all kinds of invites to different things. And I had so much success in such a short period of time compared to my branding and Instagram account because I was kind of all over the place. So I always encourage people, if you're coming up with an idea, whether it's for a company, just an Instagram account, any type of a business, you really have to have a primary focus and really stick to that. The second thing I did is 
I wrote down, what is it that I want to do with this? Do I want to work with other companies and and other restaurants? Do I want to sell something? What is it that I'm trying to do? Once you figure that out, it's really easy to figure out who your target audience is. Being that mine was in food, I was able to start working with different food companies across the country. I would have people reach out to me because they liked what I was putting out on Instagram and would ask me to try out a sample food product and tag them on my social media posts. That is definitely one of the biggest pieces of advice I could ever give to anyone is to really figure out who your audience is. Networking is another thing. You are never going to grow your brand if people don't know who you are. And the best way to do that is just through old fashioned networking. I am very fortunate living in Tampa because we have so many incredible entrepreneurs, different networking groups, different business groups, people that are constantly coming together and featuring the who's who of Tampa Bay in that particular industry. One of my favorites is called Babe Crafted. This is a wonderful networking group for women here in Tampa. It was founded by a friend of mine named Gina, who will definitely be a guest on my show. I actually waited about a year before joining, and I don't know why I waited so long. It's a wonderful group of women from all different backgrounds and different industries. And it's really become a great resource for me as I'm trying to grow my brand. If I need a photographer for something, if I need some design work done, I have this entire directory of women that are a part of this group that I can reach out to and they can help me accomplish what I'm trying to do. Going to networking groups not only gets your name out there, you're going to meet so many different people. And just like I've said a million times before, your brand is who you are. And once people start to know you, things are going to start happening for you. Once you've joined a few networking groups and you've perhaps started your Instagram or you've got your website... The other thing you have to really focus on is promoting yourself. Make sure you're consistent with your content. If you're launching a sock company, use Instagram as as a platform to promote your, your products. Reach out to people that might be able to collaborate with you. Let's say you are a coffee shop that is just opening. Invite people to come in and to share their photographs on their social media channels. This will in turn get attention from other audiences that you might not be aware of. Your website is also something that is going to be one of your most valuable business tools. A lot of people have turned more towards Facebook and Instagram for promoting their company, which is fantastic. But at the end of the day, you definitely have to have a website. I can give you an example of why it's important. There's a local restaurant here in Tampa that has had a website for quite some time. All of a sudden, their website disappeared. I don't know why. People are starting to wonder, are they still in business? I guess something happened on their end. Their domain name expired. I'm not really sure what the deal is. But I've been inside this restaurant since it's close to my house, and I can't tell you how many people call because they're not even sure if this place is still in business. So a website is definitely something that is just as important today as it was yesterday. Your website should be a clear definition of who you are with different topics and menus that can direct people to what they're looking for as far as contacting you. Your website should have your email address, any of your social media contact information, a brief summary of who you are, different things that your business can offer to people. And definitely do not try to take the inexpensive way to do a website. There are wonderful platforms out there where you can do something at no charge, but I highly recommend that you work with a web designer or someone in your local community that help bring your vision to life. 
I've worked with so many different people in the past for different websites, and I've never had as much as much success as when I've worked with a professional. The first time I started a, a blog, I did it on my own. I didn't really know what I was doing. And after about two years, I went and worked with someone who was able to create exactly what I wanted since I'm just not a web designer. The difference has made such a great impact on who I am and who my brand is. In addition to a website, you should have some sort of a catchy phrase or slogan that you can utilize to promote your business. Whether it's a creative hashtag or just a tagline, you need to really incorporate that in everything that you do. For example, for my food account, I use the hashtag forking around town. And within the last year, I've started noticing people across the country using my hashtag. And it's really been an amazing feeling for me because I see people in different cities. Back in May, I took a trip to Utah for a food conference and I met some different people when I was there. They started using my hashtag. In fact, there's a pizza place in Utah that every time they post a picture, they use my hashtag and it brought me so many followers just from that area. It's just such an incredible feeling. You should also make sure that you have your slogan or your specific hashtag clearly written on everything that you put out content wise, whether it's your biography and your Instagram page or any print materials. The more people that start utilizing and knowing who you are through your slogan is going to only benefit you in the end. Make sure that you apply your branding across your business and change it as you grow. For example, you need to make sure that you have a clear definition of what you want your image to portray, whether it's the colors, the image design of your logo, anything like that. Make sure that it stays consistent and keep it consistent with everything that you do. Make sure that you work with someone to clearly define your color scheme in your brand and use it every single time for any sort of print material or any sort of design work that you're doing. I work with a lot of different clients that have very specific colors that must be used for everything that I do for them. And this just ensures that the brand is never compromised and it stays consistent on all different marketing and graphic levels. Each week, I will be featuring a guest that will be an expert in a specific field, whether it's trademarking, web design, logo design, different things as far as marketing so that they can actually speak to you and you can learn from them. I'm definitely not an expert in all these areas, and this is why I reach out to such a wonderful network of people in my city, and I'm able to learn so much from them. And if I ever have any sort of questions, whether it's a legal question or anything with web design, I always know who to go to. So I want to thank you guys for listening, and I'm really excited to have started this podcast. I have a great selection of guests that will be appearing on the next few episodes. Be sure to Send any questions that you might have to me or anything that you would like to have me discuss on this podcast, you can reach me at my email, which is Tracy at the Uncorked Media Group, and you can follow me on Instagram as well. And I want to thank you guys for taking the time out of your day to listen. A new episode comes out every Monday on RadioInfluence.com. And if you have a moment, please take a second to subscribe, rate, and review my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play. Thank you. Hello, pretty ladies. I'm Talia Kane, your co-host of Instant Pretty Podcast. And I'm the other co-host, Abby Kiefer. Our aim is to inform the public of current beauty trends and dig into the science, application, purpose, and average pricing for beauty services. Instant Pretty will be available on RadioInfluence.com, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play.